0: Welcome to Step Away from the Classroom, a podcast dedicated to every teacher who has ever thought about transitioning to a new career. I'm your host, Lindsay Woodard, a former classroom teacher of 20 years. My guests bring hope and inspiration to listeners by sharing their personal success stories of transitioning away from the classroom. You can find the transcript and show notes for this episode at stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. You can also join our Facebook community to connect with other current and former teachers Leveraging their skills to redefine and reimagine their work lives. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Paula Holsberry to the show. Paula is the founder and CEO of Tessera Virtual Business Solutions. She is dedicated to helping business owners grow their business by offering customized systems, strategy, and business management. Paula thrives on producing effective and efficient results for her clients' most pressing concerns. Her attention to detail has proven to be an essential piece of her success when working with people in business. Welcome, Paula. It's great to have you here.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. I'm glad to be here. All right. Let's
0: talk about teaching. How did you become a teacher?
1: Well, uh, I kind of went the traditional route. I, I went to college as a traditional student at 18, did my four years, got my degree, got married, supported my husband while he was in grad school, um, and the rest is history. I just worked uh, in the teaching field for 20 plus years uh, with a couple of breaks in between. So um, I uh, I taught anywhere from pre-K to sixth grade, I think the only two levels I didn't teach were uh, in that elementary range were uh, kindergarten and fourth grade. So I had a lot of uh, varied experience in that time. You sure
0: did. So at what point did you start thinking it might be the right time to step away from the classroom?
1: Well, I always had kind of promised myself that uh, when I Started feeling like I wasn't the kind of teacher that I wanted my kids to have in the classroom when I started getting burned out enough that I didn't feel like I was able to give my very best, that it was time for me to look for something else. And so when I started feeling that, I didn't immediately, you know, quit and leave and do something else. I did, however, a couple of times in that 20 plus years, take a a year or two sabbatical and do a different kind of work. Uh, uh, but then would come back to teaching I also took a a little bit of time off with my kids when I had my kids and came back Um, but again I didn't leave as soon as I felt like I was really burning out I didn't just up and leave but I did start thinking about it when I started feeling just that pull of um, not quite the teacher I wanted to be every day and so that's kind of how I knew I needed to do something else.
0: Okay. So how did you know then it was the right time to step away? Like, did it become suddenly very clear or did an opportunity present itself?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I have an interesting story to tell about that. Um, I, I knew it was time. Um, I was in my, uh, late forties. Um, I was starting to get more and more and more burned out every year, but didn't have a, a an opportunity yet that I wanted to step into. Um, and so I just, I was patient, and I just watched, and I just listened, and um, I actually was at a dinner for a, um, a leadership speaker that was speaking in our community, um, and the night before he was to speak, uh, a small group of us took him out to dinner, and um, the lady that had brought him in to speak uh, in our community had told him that he, uh, she really enjoyed working with his assistant, that she was a pleasure to work with. And his words were, "Oh, I am so glad! Isn't she great? I've never met her." And he went on to explain that his assistant was virtual, and she did all his uh, bookings and all that kind of thing for him. But he'd never met her. They don't. Even, they didn't even live in the same state. And and because my husband knew that I was uh, looking to try to do something new and different, we kind of caught eyes and. Both of us were very intrigued because we thought that's exactly something that that I would be very good at. So that's kind of how I knew it was the right time to start exploring maybe that option. Okay, that's a
0: fascinating story. <laughs> so then what was the next step for you?
1: Well, that that uh, conversation happened one summer. And so, you know, of course, in the summer, you have a little bit more time to, to investigate some things. So I started kind of looking into some virtual assisting type positions, whether I wanted to be a part of an agency, whether I wanted to branch out and, and have my own business. and uh, But you know, along about August 1st, at least for me, that's where, even though I'm not technically supposed to be working then, that's when I start working. And so that came a little quickly and I had to get back into my teaching and get ready for my year. and And probably about mid-September, late September of that same year, I realized, okay, this is going to be my last year. I realized, I just knew. And so I started delving in a little bit more. Um, my kids were grown. My youngest was in college. So I did have the time to spend in the evenings, uh, investigating, doing a lot of research. And by November, I'd made my decision that I was going to go into virtual assisting by starting my own business. And then, um, Let's see, by the end of November, I had a website started. I started taking some coursework just to get some more information. And um, by January, I had finished my website and started kind of prospecting with people um, for hopefully, you know, jobs that I could start getting paid for.
0: Okay, so you were able to just take some online courses to get ready to do this and then just jump in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did. I started with I'm a big investigator. I like to know all the details. I'm not a a big risk taker. Um, So I I went in with a lot of caution and a lot of research. And um, I did um, by January, I believe I had enrolled in a a place called Freelance University online. And this is a place where I do I still am enrolled in that um, program. And that's where I get all my coursework. Uh, Not all of it, but a good portion of it when I want to learn a new uh, software or something like that. Um, I go to my friends at Freelance University. There's tons of courses that I've taken there. And uh, of course, the support that I get there with questions and and whatnot. But um, yeah, by January, I was into classes. Um, I was reaching out, you know, to my network of people and letting them know know what I was going to do. And and. Honestly, I was pretty secretive about it because I had not let anyone at my school know yet. Uh, right. I knew, I knew in March I would have to um, let them know so that they could start looking for another teacher. Um, but at that point, I was kind of doing it on the sly. So,
0: well, actually, I think it's really smart the way you did it. You know, start building that slowly on the side while you're still teaching, so that you do have a sense of, okay, at this point, I think I can now safely step away from the classroom into this other work. So when you did that, like people always want to know, were you able to make enough income from this new work to replace your teaching salary? How did that work?
1: Um, Of course, not right away. Um, My first... My first client was actually a pro bono client because I I thought I have to get in there and actually do what I think I can do uh, so that I have some, you know, some leverage there, some, some proof. And so uh, proof to myself and, you know, social proof. Uh, So I had heard um, of a lady who had a nonprofit and I had heard her on another podcast. Anyway, I contacted her and just uh, introduced myself, told her where I'd heard of her. Um, I loved her nonprofit, the the nonprofit, uh, that she was, um, operating and asked her if I could do some pro bono work for her social media at the time I was doing social media work and, um, she was thrilled. And so I, you know, I donated to her, I believe it was 15 hours over a period of time, course, I'm doing everything at night because I'm still teaching and that, you know, we all know how that is.
0: Yep. (laughs) I sure do.
1: And so anyway, she was very happy. The only thing I asked is if she was happy at the end of it, that she would give me a testimonial, because that's one of the things as I was building my website, how does, how does this person that's going to hire me know that I can do what I say I can, I can do and do it well. Right. So uh, that was a, a great situation. Um, I actually, um, had been doing some, uh, like I said, some networking with with people that I already knew, letting them know once it was out, the cat was out of the bag, that I was leaving and I was going to be doing this. Um, I did get a referral. Uh, honestly, my last week of school was kind of interesting. Um, I got strep throat. And so I missed my last two days of teaching. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but in those two days, I had a friend from college, actually. Uh, messaged me. I had asked him to look at my website and give me some feedback because he's in the more corporate world and and would be familiar with a a virtual assistant. Anyway, so he knew what I was doing. He messaged me and let me know that he had someone that he might, he thinks might could use my services. He introduced us. I got on a Zoom call with that person and she hired me on the spot. So then that was while I had strep throat, actually. I did meet with her. I got makeup on and Got uh, dressed for that Zoom call and she hired me. So I basically had a paying gig before my teaching career was um, out. And of course it was part-time and, um, you know, it's built up. I actually, she's still one of my clients um, and is my biggest client. Um, and that's been two and a half years ago. So um, anyway, it's built from there. It did not start as replacing my income, but it quickly did uh, replace my income over okay. about six months time or so. Okay. And that's great that
0: you are able to leverage people you already knew. I think that's a great way to do it. You know, anytime you're going into business for yourself, you know, reach out to your contacts who know you and know what you can do. Yeah. And so the work has evolved for you, right? What are you doing now?
1: Well, I, uh, I did start out in the virtual assisting world with a few niches. I did social media. I did um, content management. And all of those things have served me very, very well. But I've now moved into a little bit different role. Um, like you stated, I believe, in your intro, I, I do online business management. So I help online business owners manage their overall systems. Um, I do some consulting in systems, time management, project management. Um, people management, even if if there's a small team that, that, let's say a business owner needs help managing the three or four people they have hired as independent contractors, and they don't have time to communicate with all, I could be the one that communicates with all and make sure the projects get done and the things need to happen that happen, that things happen that need to happen. Um, So I do, I do a little bit different role. It's more of a manager role than it is a, an implementer role. Um, And so I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the the little bit of a transition, but but I, honestly, I I wouldn't have been able to move to this this role uh, without the VA role that I started with.
0: That's so interesting. The way you describe it, it sounds like isn't that what teachers do in their classrooms every day?
1: <laughs> oh, yes. When I was uh, researching this as a possibility, the more I read, I mean, if I'm if I've been a teacher for twenty plus years and plus I raised two sons and managed a household and there's, there's obviously there's a lot to learn and you can't just jump in and expect to be able to do whatever's needed. Right. Um, yeah. The whole idea of managing um, the whole idea of, of kind of, you know, thinking on your feet um, all the, all these characteristics that so many teachers have really, I should say all teachers have.
0: Yes. You know?
1: <laughs> but, but it was just a, it was an easy step into, and then I learned the, the software systems and the different things I needed to learn to, you know, integrate all that and to implement all the things that needed to happen in the business world. But I always had had a love for business. Um, honestly, since I was young, I've always thought I'd own a business one day. So this is kind of a dream come true for me as well.
0: Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and
1: so how are your
0: clients finding you these days?
1: Uh, well, these days, uh, after after the initial client that my friend uh, referred me to, i um, then I began, I mentioned a freelance university that that is a place where I can go take courses, but it's also a community. And so I've gotten several clients through that community. Sometimes once you work with someone um, where you're both, both working for a, a mutual client, then they will refer to you, you to other people that need that service or whatever. So there's okay. a point there. I'm also involved in several um, Facebook groups of business owners and where we do networking. And um, in fact, you know, there's always job opportunities. I I just read one earlier today that I responded to that somebody that needed an online business manager and uh, she didn't do that, but the person she was working for needed that. So she was gathering some names to send to her. So there's just a lot of networking opportunities. Uh, Once you get in the online world, it's, it's pretty easy if you get connected and you, and you know, you have some, some work that you can, show that you've done, um, it's not too hard to, to find uh, clients that way. So.
0: Okay, great. So looking back, would you change anything in this journey out of the classroom?
1: That's really, really a good question. I'm not one that usually answers that in the affirmative, um, because I always just think Uh everything for a reason and timing happens for a reason. And for right. me it was good timing like I said my kids um I needed to make an income cuz I still had one in college and we were paying for that right so I couldn't just completely drop off my income um but for a time I could and that was a that was a good that was good timing for me I kind of had a deadline it kind of you know lit a fire under me that I by this point you know I got to start making payments to the university and so <laughs> um I don't know that I would change anything I think the timing was just perfect for where I was in life, um, so I, I don't think I would, Lindsay. I think I think I would just—I don't know. I might do it better, but um, right it worked out great. It worked out great.
0: Well, oh, I love that response. I mean, I too feel like things happen in their own time in the way they need to happen, and sometimes we go through periods that are just uncomfortable. But when we look back, it's like, yeah, it had to happen that way because this is where I came out on the other side, and I'm so happy that's how it ended up. So what advice do you have for listeners who themselves are looking to step away from the
1: classroom? Well, I would say, first of all, and and I mentioned it earlier, but I'm not, I'm not a big risk taker. It's just not in my personality. So what I'm going to say may not, you know, be great advice for you if you're one that can move at a little quicker pace, but, but I, I wanted to have, uh, nothing's a sure thing. But I wanted to have all my research done. I wanted to understand this. I wanted to see how I got clients. I wanted to talk to, you know, I talked to a lot of people. I ask a lot of questions. Um, so before you decide to make a move to something else, I would, you know, I would look at all the details and a lot of, t- a lot of people that have, that I've spoken to who want to step away, um, you know, they say, I want to leave my teaching profession or I want to leave whatever other job they have. But they'll say, "But what about insurance?" And, and the thing to remember, especially if you're leaving to start your own business, is it's your own business, and so you know you have to—you can't compare apples to oranges. <laughs> um, right. So it's not like you can say, "Well, I was making this much as a, as a uh, this much an hour as a teacher, so I can make this much an hour as a business owner." No, that's not true because as a business owner, you're paying your own. Um, taxes, you're paying, you know, there's just so many, your your overhead and that kind of thing. So you have to kind of look at what do you want to do? If you want to start a business, you've got to c- compare apples to apples and look at it that way. So there's a lot of numbers to look at, um, those kind of things. Insurance, if your school provides you insurance, you're on your own when you start a business, unless your your spouse, you know, has a plan that you can join. So there's just a lot of I don't mean to be negative, but it's a bit of a cautionary tale because if you're going to step away, you may need to step away, but it may be that you need to step away. If you need to do it quickly, you may need to step away into another job that can give you um, insurance or whatever, even if you went right. crime or or something like that. Starting a business is is kind of a big deal. You have to think about a lot of things. So ask a lot of questions. Get a friend that's a find a, an accountant and become their friend that, that you can just ask a lot of questions. Uh, yeah, uh, or get in in Facebook groups um, of people that are doing this. I'm happy to talk to people about it and kind of point them in the right direction as far as their questions. I don't know the answers to all of them, but I can give them my my uh, experience in it so
0: oh that was a perfect segue to my last question for you uh-huh. which is if listeners would like to connect with you to ask some of these questions how can they do that
1: well I welcome you you can go if you want to just see what my business looks like you can go to my website and that is to com, and that's T E S S E R A V B S. Um, and there you can kind of get an idea of what I do. There's a contact form on that page and that, that comes straight to me. So that's one way to get in touch. But if you want to just chit chat, um, come find me, um, on Facebook. It's just, uh, the, just look up to Sarah virtual business solutions or to Sarah VBS. And you'll find me there. I welcome DMs. If you want to DM me or it's great to do that. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, just my name, Paula Holsberry. So, um, you're welcome to to find me in any of those places.
0: Okay. Thanks so much for that. Well, your story is fascinating, and I love that you were able to join me today for this conversation. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Paula shared some wonderful information with us, and I want to comment on a few things that I think are super important. First, did you catch that Paula took a year or two sabbatical a couple times in her 20 plus year teaching career? I love that she did this because sometimes when we're feeling especially burned out, a sabbatical can be a great way to re-energize and return to the classroom with an entirely new mindset that can keep you going for years to come. A sabbatical can also be a good way to test the waters if you want to try another career or start your own business. If it's not a good fit, you can always return to the classroom. If it is, turn in that resignation letter at the end of your sabbatical. Another thing that Paula did that was very smart was that she gave herself a long off-ramp for stepping away from the classroom. Whenever possible, do this. Giving yourself at least a full school year to transition out of the classroom means that you'll have so many more options if you can take it slowly. Use that school year to do your research by taking some personality tests matching your personality to careers researching these careers looking at job postings joining facebook groups etc for example example paula did her research and knew by the november of her final year in the classroom that she wanted to step into virtual assisting that allowed her to set up a website and take some courses the website was finished by january and she had started networking with people networking is huge Leverage your personal relationships to get your foot in the door somewhere. Paula also shared a wonderful resource with us, Freelance University. If you'd like to sign up with Freelance University to develop all sorts of skills to enhance your entrepreneurial journey just like Paula did, please visit the resources page of my website, stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. By using the Freelance University affiliate link, you'll be supporting this podcast and helping other teachers on their journeys as they step away from the classroom. And if you're interested specifically in becoming a virtual assistant like Paula first did when she stepped away from the classroom, my friend Abby Ashley has created an amazing online course called the Virtual Savvy that helps you launch, grow, and scale your own virtual assistant business from scratch. She also has a great free webinar to show you what her course is all about if you'd like to know more. Listeners, a virtual assistant career can be a wonderful way to make your living while working from home. Let's be honest. How many of you teacher moms and dads want to be able to work from home, setting your own schedule that fits with your life? If you'd like to explore the world of virtual assisting, you can find links to both the Virtual Savvy free webinar webinar and the course on the resources page of stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. And remember, when you use these links, you're helping to support the podcast and bringing its resources to an even wider audience of teachers who need hope and inspiration as they transition out of the classroom. Big thanks to Gus Detar for our theme music. You can find him at detarmusic.com. If you know a teacher who has successfully transitioned to a new career, you can contact me at hello at stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. They may just end up as a guest on the show. And I'd like to connect with you too. I would love to hear where you are in your teaching journey and where you think you'd like to end up one day. You can leverage your classroom teaching skills to reimagine your work life and make it extraordinary. Let's get you to where you'd like to be. If this episode has been valuable to you, consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating and review. Doing so will help other teachers find the podcast as well. And who knows, they may just find their perfect path that will help them step away from the classroom too.